Right, Jim? What's going on? What's up? Oh, you know, just trying to digest that uh, hockey game. Where's Alex? Alex, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, buddy. All right, just waiting on Joe. And then we'll, we'll get... Uh, yeah, we'll keep this one short. Nothing too, yeah. too long tonight. Yeah. No, no, it should be done... Yeah, exactly. I don't think this is gonna take very long. Yeah, I'd say like half an hour, forty-five minutes tops, probably. Yeah, yeah. forty-five minutes at most. At most yeah, forty-five minutes. Come on, Joe. Where are you? Where's the knuckle? <laughs> yeah, that? that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> Man, Rangers really got smoked tonight. Uh, last, I'm looking right now. Last I saw, it wasn't in like four nothing. Uh, four nothing. That's what it ended up. It ended up four nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's Joe. All right. Hello, everybody. There's the right. Joe. So, yeah. First game of the season, guys. Three two shootout loss to Boston. Um. All right. I gotta say something before we even okay, get into ahead. this game. And I, t- and I texted this to you before the game yep. even started. I got to get this off to let the rest of the world know. I don't know whose idea it was, but I know I didn't think it was the best idea to have player introductions with nobody in I the agree. crowd. I agree with that. that. It just feels odd. It was a little weird, but I guess they were trying to make it feel as normal as possible for the players. So. Yeah, it was. I was kind of like, I, you could tell by Lindy Ruff's reaction, even on the bench. Like, really, why are we doing this? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was like kind of. I mean, like, really, he's like, let's get it on. Like, we can wait. I, yeah, let's just play hockey. I think. I mean, yeah, I agree. The introduction shouldn't have happened without the fans in in the stands, but. Uh, can we all agree that the whoever was playing the music in the arena had ACDC just pounding? Yeah, that that was just yeah. Jim texted me, he was quite happy. About it. <laughs> yeah, I was and I heard the bouncing souls in there. Pounding. Anyway, um, yeah, three two shootout loss to Boston. Actually, you know what? Before we get into that, Jim, you want to uh, kind of mention about the uh, quick, just quickly, you know, without all of us getting cut off or not being able to speak here. <laughs> do you um, do you want to mention to these two guys what you mentioned to me earlier about Corey Crawford? Oh, yeah. So, speaking with somebody um, the other day, and he finally got back to me today, um, I told Jake that pretty much he was uh, spot on what we were talking about last episode in regards to Crawford and how – um, he just couldn't handle the move to New Jersey and the fire just wasn't there. That was basically the response I got. And I'm like, okay. And then my question to you is, okay, then want to sign? And he goes to me, that's just a fair question. And, and Crawford's the only one that knows that. And I ended it and I said, I just hope the best for him. But it really left the Devils in a bad situation. Yeah, no, I think we can all agree on that as, you know, Rough timing, but hey, if Mackenzie Blackwood's gonna play like he did tonight, most nights, you know, be able to ride yeah. him. 
And speaking of Blackwood, though, like Alex, like you just kind of like kind of leading us into it. Like, so it's a three-two shootout loss to Boston. I mean, I think most Devils fans out playing a team like the Bruins, you're gonna if you can get a point, even just a point out of the game, you're gonna take it. And you know they had some they had some chances in overtime that they probably should have buried. Like how Zajac didn't Paul Mary. The only reason Paul Mary probably didn't make a move on that breakaway is he was so exhausted. Yeah, he, he was gassed. He was. I think he thought Hughes was coming with him on the left yeah. side, because if you watch the play, he takes a step to the right to open up like it's a two on zero, and he and Hughes wasn't there. Yeah. So and then the the Jack Hughes chance in overtime near the dying seconds when he drove the net, and then Zajac missed the open net. I was like, okay, well, hopefully, you know, in a shootout, and you know, the shootout happened and. Gusev, it's basically his only move, I think. But at the same time, you know, maybe Gusev needs to kind of. I know it works, but sooner or later, the good the good goalies in the NHL they're gonna catch on to your moves, and you're gonna you got to try something new. Like same with Jack Hughes. Like I'm watching that shootout, and like we know Boakfist is a shooter and whatnot, but like you know what? It's your first game. Maybe throw a guy like Sharon Govich in the shootout. I mean, he played well enough. I mean, why not? Bokefist does the same thing. He shoots every time. Gusev does the same thing going five hole. And like I was talking, I said to Jim, like during the shootout, awful attempts. And like Jack Hughes, if you're going to come in on a shootout, like you're two for nine. And I think one of your shootout goals was lucky enough to even go in because you fanned on it, I think on a deke or something like that last year. But, like, come in with some speed, dude. Something. Dangle a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, I'm not going to talk because my shootout attempts were crappy when I played. But my breakaways, for some reason, always went in. And I always like to pull a move on a breakaway or something. Um, But, yeah, you got to make a move. Like, these shot attempts are just, like, can't be going five hole. Got to figure out something. The the bit, the the guys that have hands figure out different ways to score goals in these shootouts and these skills competitions, and they have talent there. And I agree with you, Jake. Why not throw a guy like Sharangovich in the shootout? I mean, heck, he almost won the game in the overtime. He had a great shot. Um, he drew three penalties tonight playing on that top line. He brought a lot of energy to that line, and I really liked what he did. You, yeah. you know what? I said, you, you know what? I saw a lot of product, a lot of great production out of Sharon Grovish tonight. Like he just was a, like a speed demon, like on the ice, like just roaring, like on power move. And same with Miles Wood, just like they, they all. Oh, don't don't get me started on it, please. <laughs> I, I know you're, I know you're, I know you got a rough edge on Miles Wood, but still, that beautiful snapshot of a goal was a beauty. Yeah, but. The, the thing is, I, and I, I agree, like, I agree with Joe. Like, I thought Miles Wood, like, besides the penalties, I thought he played half decent. Yeah, I and agree the, there, too. Snapshot, the snapshot was good, but it was like, I'm watching the game, and I'm like, okay. Like, and Joe and I got into a bit of, we, we were messaging back and forth during the, a bit during the game, and we were saying, like, I said to him, like, he was like, oh, Miles Wood was pushed in on the first interference penalty. Like, yeah. Like, I went back and I looked at it and I'm like, yeah, you, you could make that case. But at the same time, the point I was making was, 
And it's the, the second one, like, it's just getting to the point, like, Miles Wood is having a, has a goaltender interference call or two on him every game. And it's like, you got to learn, like, to, like, you know, you don't, skating fast is like, great and fine and dandy, but you got to stop, too, man. Like, stop running into the goaltenders, like. Stupid penalties like that is what literally bites you in the ass. The second, yeah, Two. the second one was particularly bad. Like it was so obvious. Like he didn't, need, he had no idea where he was on the ice, and he just kind of like fell back into Tuka Rask, and that was an easy call. And like, yeah, he scored the tying goal, but like, he's he's not good enough where you can live with like those dumb penalties all the time. Like he he needs to cut them down, or otherwise he's. He is not going to move up the lineup. He's just going to be playing bottom six minutes. What? Uh, what? Do yeah, you guys think? I agree. What would that. you guys take as positives out of this game? Well, let's all let's all go uh, out. Uh, Jim, Jim, you start with your positives, and then we'll go to Joe, and then Alex, and then I'll say what I think. All right. So outside, you know, I, I just want to say Miles Wood always takes bad um, offensive zone penalties, and he did it again tonight. Uh, but he did have a good goal. Positives for me out of the night, uh, Blackwood uh, just showing why you know they he earned the trust of his staff last year and got votes to be a Calder Trophy nominee last year and has a good chance you know if he plays like this could win a Vesna down the road. Um, like Ty Smith's game, uh, really thought he should have made the team a couple of years ago. Didn't make the team last year and he gets a fluke goal, but they don't say how. They just say how many. Um, Sharon Govich again, you know, played really well. Um, and yeah, I mean, defensively, they looked better. The PK and power play, they got to fix some things there. But overall, I thought it was they, they found their legs later on in the game after seeing after not playing for 310 days. But overall, it wasn't bad. You got to point out of the Bruins because you're going to face them seven more times. So any point is a good point against this team. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's pretty much everything I got to say, uh, positives wise, Alex. Uh, yeah. So I got a couple well, actually more than a couple. I got a few positives. Uh, I think, the, the, I think the first one, um, for sure is Mackenzie Blackwood. I mean, if he's not playing the way he did in the first period of that game, they're not getting into overtime. Um, he just basically picked up where he left off last season. So that was definitely good to see. Uh, my next biggest takeaway from that game was Jack Hughes. Uh, I thought he was, after a, a slow start in the first period, really like the rest of the team, I thought he was terrific, especially later in that game in the third period in overtime. Uh, he finished with the third highest expected goals share on the team from uh, all Devils players. So I thought he was really good. He got an assist on, was it Ty Smith's goal, I believe, right? Yes, he did. He got an assist there. I thought he played really, really well. Um, so that was definitely a positive because he's going to be centering that top line until Nico gets back. Uh, and then I guess my tie for the next two would be I thought Subban actually played a pretty nice game. I saw Elliot Friedman tweeted he uh, Subban logged 30 minutes of ice time tonight, which is insane. Um, but he yeah. had an expected goal share of about 54% tonight. So that was pretty good. And then Sharon Govich. I guess also he, he drew three penalties in what the first like 25 minutes of that game. Uh, he was, his speed was creating problems for the Bruins and he created a couple of good chances even late in overtime. He could have ended the game there at the end. So uh, I think those were my three or I guess four biggest takeaways from the games or four biggest positives, I should say. 
Joe, what are your four biggest positives? Okay, first one, we all should know this. Mackenzie Blackwood was fat, flat out amazing tonight. I mean, just goal in uh, the shootout. He, he's still a solid for a guy who hasn't played in nine months. I got to give him credit to that. Um, we have to give Yegor Sharangovich, the Belarusian yeah. brute, clap big clap on the back because he just looked really good skating up the ice being confident he he didn't look one bit lost and that time the KHL really given him a lot of seasoning really played that left wing role and he looked good in the face off circle um third third off i would have to say Jesper Bofus looks so much more like synchronized into this lineup than he did last year on opening night with John Hines. And I could see that in the passing and the skating and his thinking process was absolutely like what I expected. And he has a lot of untapped potential um, on this team. And Ty Smith really stood out with his skating, his passing abilities, his, his reliability on uh, the, zone and playing up neutral zone to the offensive zone. He just settled in for a guy who is 22 years old and I could see him really playing top pairing minutes for a long time. Okay. And yeah, for me, um, obviously Mackenzie Blackwood, um, Mac was outstanding tonight. I don't think there's any debating on that one from us. Um, if not for him in the first period, at least for the first period and a half, that I think the Devils are lucky they weren't down about three nothing at that point, three or four nothing. But the chances they were giving up, he, his uh, side to side was was excellent again, and you know he left basically picked up right where he left off. Like Alex said, P.K. Subban I thought was excellent tonight. Uh, it was nice to see Ty Smith score. I thought I thought Ty looked really good on the back end. He would look calm with the puck. My biggest concern with him was how was he going to handle his uh, handle the game against the NHL guys in the defensive zone. But I actually thought he held his own pretty good there after he got hemmed in. I think it was the first couple minutes of the game. But yeah, Jack Hughes looked good towards like as the game went along. Sharon Govich, like talk about speed. Like I, I knew he was fast, but I wasn't expecting him to be that fast. I think his shot and he's got a shot, like if he can just get it the you know, hit the net when he's got a high a dangerous scoring chance, I think the pucks are gonna start going in for him. And I think last like last for me, honestly, like I'm not a lot of people I think talking about it even on social media is I know he didn't score, but I thought Michael McLeod actually played a really solid game. Yeah, I agree. He actually was good. I agree with that. I thought that fourth line played really well tonight. They did. But I think, and you know, I think the thing, like, people got to – and that fourth line stood out. And I think that's why Lenny Ruff kind of has given them a little bit more ice time as the game went along because they were creating stuff, like, in the offensive zone, cycling, all that kind of stuff that you want to see to create high-danger scoring chances for the team to hopefully score. But I think as like, we can all agree, like we noticed that 
this is going to be a different team, and they might win some hockey games like a bit more when because you you're losing a lot of like offensive power, not just from your back end, but up front when you're you're missing Vatnin and then Heisher and Brat. Like that's a two of the double scores. Plus, they're probably one of their top power play offensive defensemen in Vatnin because we know what he can bring. Definitely. So, like, I mean, you get those guys back, I think the scoring's going to come. But you're, you're going to notice it this year is once you get Heischer and Brat back in the lineup, where how they decide to play them, maybe they play Brat in the third line. I think I've, you know, Jim, you and I have kind of talked about that a little bit. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, look, I think regardless of – when Brack comes back, and when, if, especially when Heisher comes back, I don't think um, Sharon Govich is losing that spot um, anytime soon. Um, just the way he, he's played tonight, and even when he, his play in training camp, they're really high on him, and and he's earned that spot. Um, something Brat did when in his rookie season, but you know, I agree. You know, you know, the Devils' defense played better tonight. Um, but Mackenzie Blackwood was the story of this game, and he's going to be the story of every game. Um, if he wasn't a star tonight, then there's something wrong because this guy single-handedly got the Devils a point tonight. Uh, so I'd have to check, take a look t- to see the three stars, but hopefully he was a star. Yeah. Jim, well, I think another thing you and I were talking about, and I know <coughs> Alex and Joel probably agree on this a little bit. I don't know. Um, it's basically safe to say even when Nico and Brat do come back and Vatnin finally plays and Butcher if he does end up playing eventually I'm sure he will this team is still going to have a hard time scoring goals I think that was yep. that was pretty evident like Miles Woods goal was a was a nice goal but the like Ty Smith's goal was kind of like pure luck like it hit off of two players and then it bounced up and it went over Rask and it ended up in the net and like, you know, until they – like, Andreas Janssen, he's going to be good, I think. But a lot of these guys are rusty, too, right? Like, they haven't played a game in, like, basically almost a year. Yeah, I mean, the only guy that really isn't rusty outside of Sharon Goldberg is yeah. Johnson. I mean, he's the only yeah. one that really had playoff experience. Yeah, that's And right. Ryan Murray, yeah. too. It's Ryan yeah. Murray. Yeah. And yeah. Murray, yeah, Murray, yeah. Sharon Goldberg played so, in the KHL, so he got some seasoning. That's true, yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing to note before we keep going here, uh, the NHL added another assist to Hughes on the first goal, so he ended up with a two-point night. Ooh. Okay. Uh, good night for him. Yeah, Jack Hughes definitely had a good, good night for himself. I mean, he was definitely way noticeable later in the game. I mean, earlier in the game, everybody was looking to get their legs. They hadn't played in forever, um, but – yeah, Jack Hughes, you know, that you could see the size that he put on. His, his speed is there. Um, and, and he was gritty, especially on that tying goal uh, for Smith. He, he dug, The way he dug the puck out and, and did everything to yeah. set that thing up. And I think uh, going back to, like, Jesper Bratt for a little bit, it's it's going to be interesting to see where he fits into the lineup with Sharon Govich is staying up on that top line. I I would guess they want to try uh, Jesper Bratt, Pavel Zaka, and um, Nikita Gusev again. Maybe try that out, and then your third line would be like Andreas Johnson, Travis Zajac, and Jesper Boquist. I think that'd be a little decent top nine right there. Or I should say, yeah, move down. You'd have Nico back in because they're probably going to come back around the same time. But 
the yeah you know in the shootout that's really where they would have liked to have Jesper Bratt tonight because he's got the hands to do something different and even if he just kind of does that deke he was doing at the end of last season again it's tough for a goalie to stop so that's where they really missed him especially tonight at the end is in the shootout he's one of your best options and they didn't have him there so that was a bit unfortunate that might be a bit of a problem for them if they get in some more shootouts here before he returns to the lineup well, you can never have enough skill and for the doubles in their top four pairings that they would have. A good thing to have that internal competition. It's going to be a lot harder to keep someone in and keep someone out. You got Nolan Foot in the taxi squad, which I saw would be a good idea to get him in some games if someone's going to be out for a little bit. But the devil can inject anyone that's young and skilled and physical pretty much. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. I mean, you you could pretty much put in who you want. I mean, it's going to be interesting because, you know, I don't know how often they're going to change things up. You know, Lindy's not like John Hines. Like, when things don't work, he's not going to, like, change it. I mean, it's the first game, so they're probably going to roll with the same lineup on Saturday, I would imagine. So, I mean, it's a 1 o'clock game yeah. um, against Boston again. So, I would imagine, I mean, they played well enough to, you know, to get an extra point, to be honest. They were in the game, but. Um, you know, you're probably you're down the road. You're probably going to see some things uh, you get changed up. But you know, again, you got to just hope that he sure and Brad come back. I mean, be honest. I I'm guessing we're probably not going to see uh, Vaughn or Brat before February. Yeah, I agree there with the whole quarantine and the visa situation. I would imagine it's. I I think if we're lucky, we'd see them like two weeks from now, like that last week of January. But that's probably being a bit optimistic. Yeah, and then he's sure you just don't know with the injury. He hasn't really – he isn't really skating, so that's not really a good sign that he's not skating yet. So um, how bad how bad is it um, to where he can't even skate? Um, I know the injury only happened in December, but still, um, that's not a good sign if he's going to be out even longer. Yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to go over tonight was Matt Tennyson and – I don't want to dog on the guy, but he was just not—he was not very good tonight. And then he's a little off. <laughs> yeah, I—I I was just—I was a little surprised, honestly. He was playing over Will Butcher. I didn't really—I—I I, I didn't really understand that. It's kind of—I don't know. I, I don't see what the Devils see in him. I thought in the first half of that game, even when the Devils started getting their legs in the second period, I just thought Tennyson was. It, he's not an NHL defenseman. He's an AHL. So guy. if they're gonna make a lineup, if they make a lineup change for Saturday, I would have to imagine it's Will Butcher coming into the lineup and playing uh, instead of Tennyson. Because I just I, I can't really see the Devils sticking with him until Vatanen gets back. I mean, that could be like another three weeks. Uh, it just it wasn't there tonight. I mean, look, he he did play well. I mean, I shouldn't say well. I should say he played decent last year when he was called upon but that's his job he's supposed to fill in when the guy's injured I, I really was surprised that butcher wasn't in the lineup tonight i mean you know i mean i don't know what they see in this guy i i agree he just didn't have a great game he just looked out of sync to me like last year he was just like mismatched and he just you know be
the right compliment to have on a day-to-day pairing. I just can't see him doing that. Butcher. All right, we're having technical. I'm going to get you to disconnect and then connect again. You're having some technical difficulties with your microphone, buddy. Oh, there he is. He's clear there. there. Okay, he's good there. Don't move, Joe. Wherever you're sitting right now, just, yeah, my best. just stay in the same position. <laughs> Do I need to? So yeah, I, I I agree though. Like I was like, get Matt Tennyson out of the lineup. Like I don't. I think. Like why? Like is it is, but. Is Lenny Ruff, like, trying to do the whole old-school thing like Mike Babcock used to do? Like, kind of like lefty-righty, lefty-righty, lefty-righty? Is that his plan? Is that what it is? Um, It might be because Ty Smith played the right side mostly in the juniors. And they had him on the left side today. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I just kind of, like, based off some of the rough stuff Ruff says, I don't get the, like, the impression he's trying to play like old school hockey or just like old school stuff. So I, I don't know. I don't really know what the, the reasoning would be behind playing Matt Tennyson over like Will Butcher. I can understand that maybe over Connor Carrick, but it's a little, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I just, I really don't have an explanation as to why Tennyson would be in the lineup over Will Butcher. And Will Butcher is the type of guy though that you want. Like, he would have been perfect to have during that three-on-three situation or on the power plays tonight because we've seen Butcher before on the points on a power play, and he's been good. Yeah. Uh, Even, like, the thing with Butcher is, like, you know, Ruff wants defensemen to get out of the puck, uh, wants wants defensemen to get the puck out of the defensive zone quickly. And Butcher is one of their best, better transition defensemen. So, I mean, Tennyson has sometimes just has he, especially early in the game. I mean, the Devils are getting hemmed in on some of their shifts when Tennyson was out there, and you know, Butcher can clear the puck a lot easier or a lot better than Tennyson can. So, I if he's not playing again on Saturday, I'd be kind of surprised. Um, I mean, I think he just kind of Butcher fits you know, rough system better than Tennyson does because of his puck moving ability. Yeah, totally. I, I'm I'm really shocked that Butcher wasn't in. And then you could and then you could have um you could have Smith play his natural side where he played in junior too. Yeah, because he Smith the good thing with Ty Smith is he's capable of uh playing both sides, right? Like, it doesn't face him as it was maybe some defenseman, so. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it, it, but, I mean, he did have a good game on the left side today, so, I mean. Yeah. He, he did stay out. He had, a, he had a goal and stuff, so, I mean, it's not like he had a bad game, but it'll be interesting to see what lineup changes they have for Saturday, if any. I mean, I think I expect Tennyson not to be in the lineup, but. You never know. Yeah, and I, I, I hope once Vatnin comes back that they'll, uh, like, what I was hoping they would do is they, like, even when Vatnin comes back and because he's gonna play, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Yeah, it's gonna be. I would go with 
Murray and Subban, keep those two together. And then I'd go with what they were rolling in practice. So Murray and Subban, Smith and Severson, and then Butcher and Valley. Yeah, I'd... And that's what I would go with right there. And there's you can rotate Kulikov in whatever every now and then in a game if you're playing a certain team or something like that. But other than that, Matt Tennyson should never see the ice again. Yeah, no, Ever. I agree there. And you can't, you can't, you can't tell me that there's a kid in the minors for the Devils like right now that is not better than Matt Tennyson. I would literally rather see Josh Jacobs play than Matt. I Tennyson. mean, honestly, I think I mean, even Kevin Ball would probably have an argument to play over Tennyson. It's just, I don't know. I don't really see him, it. Him or Riley Walsh, even. Yeah. See, like, you're not, you know, you know, hypothetically, hypothetically speaking, like, you know, stranger things have happened. And, you know, but the Devils need Brat and Heischer to get back if they want to have any shot to challenge for a playoff spot. But let's, let's all face it. Chances of the Devils making the playoffs is probably, probably slim to none. Like, the, this, for me, what I saw tonight, this is going to be. You know, hopefully they can sneak out some wins and stuff like that. Get a couple wins, get some confidence going. But they're in a tough division, and they're nowhere near where they need to be to be competing and contending. They just kind of sort of have to just continue to stay the course. This is good. They've got a lot of young guys in the lineup. See what you got in these guys now, because it seemed like Hines was never playing – the young guys a lot. He'd go with his veterans. So, and you know, see what you got. McLeod looked good tonight. I thought Bastion looked okay. Kolkanen, I was like, all right. I thought I thought you'd be a little better. Bokvist looked good. I mean, you can tell like the bottom six of this team isn't really the strongest right now, but they also got to get their guys back and healthy. But yeah, I, I don't think this is about what the young kids have. And the progression of Jack Hughes and Ty Smith and Sharon Govich and all that stuff. And then continuing to build down the road and stuff like that. Because once Holtz and Mercer and those guys end up coming up, like this team will they'll be getting better and better and better. And they're only going to get better with experience too. So, Yeah, I mean, they're in a tough division, probably the toughest division in the, the league this year. And, and I mean, look – uh, they're going to finish last. There's no doubt about it. Unless, like, they somehow figure out a way to beat the Sabres. Um, but uh, they could play spoiler against some teams that are fringe playoff teams, like who can finish fourth because, in my opinion, I think Philly, Washington, and Boston are pretty much locks to make the, the playoffs this year. And, but, I mean, Pittsburgh, I'm not sold on them, especially their defense. The Rangers got shellacked tonight, and but the Islanders have a case to make. It could be the fourth team, but either one of any one of those three teams could make a run to be four. So the Devils could play spoiler against those teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, I think the Devils could finish over Buffalo because I don't think Buffalo is particularly good either. Um, I mean, that's just, but that's like splitting hairs at this point. Um, I think, you know. As far as tonight goes, like you just it's like you guys were saying, I mean, they're probably not going to make the playoffs, but you saw some things tonight that, like, you know, you could take away and be like, well, here's stuff they can build on. Like, Hughes played well, 
Uh, Sharon Govich had some good moments. Ty Smith looked pretty good too. McKenzie's going to be McKenzie. Uh, the system just in general kind of looks kind of different than what they were doing with Hines. I think that was going to be kind of obvious. So like there's stuff that they can build on moving forward here. And, you know, once they get Nico and Jesper Bratt back in the lineup and Sammy as well, you can even keep building on it more and more once you get some of your top players in. So I think all in all, not a bad way to start the season given, you know, it was 10 months without a game and, you know, they could have, it could have gone a lot worse than it did. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse if it wasn't for Blackwood. Yeah, of course. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you got a point against one of the better teams in the division. All in all, I call it a successful night. I mean, obviously, you want the two points. You want the W. You want to start things off on the right foot. Um, as we saw last year, you know, if you don't start off on the right foot, you know, it can really hurt your season. But I think you just keep building each game is going to be better and better and better for these young guys. And they're going to get their experience. And since they, and since they have good prospects coming along with Fitzgerald, you know, building that, that crop of prospects, you know, they're going to be fine, but you know, taken away from tonight, I wouldn't call it a failure. I wouldn't call it, you know, the, you know, a great game, but it's somewhere in the middle and they got a point out of it. And that's all you can ask. Yeah, that's right. And I think, I think, Something to, you know, consider, too. And I don't know, Alex, how many years does, um, or Joe, you can look this up, too. It don't matter, either one. Do you guys know how many, how much term left Andreas Janssen has? Uh, I think he has three seasons, including this one. Okay, so he's, so he's here for a pretty, for a good chunk yeah. of time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, I No, I was just going to suggest, you know, Alex, I know you and I have kind of gone back and forth on this a little bit. Um, I think it's safe to say, I mean, from what I've seen tonight, and I know you want to give Andreas Janssen more ice time, but I mean, and I, I still preach the fact that I think he was a product of Austin Matthews and John Tavares in Toronto, but maybe I'm wrong, but I hope, I hope I'm wrong, but I just think down the road, like even with him here for three seasons, like in two years, three years, if the devils are at a point where okay, they're going to compete for a playoff spot. They're going to be a playoff contender. Holtz is firing on all cylinders. Mercer's made the team. Ball's made the team. Foot's made the team. I think it's a good problem to have because you can still slot Andreas Janssen on your third line for scoring depth. And that may, that means you'll know your lineup is that much deeper. Yeah. If you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying on that. Yeah, I mean, I think that could even be a thing this season, right? Like when Jesper Bratt comes back, and Nico, Nico, and Jesper Bratt come back. I mean, you know, some guys are gonna have to move out of that top six, and if Sharon Govich shows he can stick, you know, handle himself uh, in a top line role, then you know that second line could be like Jesper Bratt, Nico Heischer, and uh, or I guess that would become the first line: Jesper Bratt, Nico Heischer, and Nikita Gusev. So, uh, I mean, we could see that, you know, that would drop Johnson down to the third line. So, I mean, even when these other guys like Dawson Mercer and Alexander Holtz come in the lineup, uh, it could happen before then where we see Johnson playing more of like a depth scoring role on the third line. Joe, what do you got for us? I don't think he's there. Joseph? No, I don't. Nope, we lost them. Okay. <laughs> we lost them. 
All right. So, is there anything else you guys want to touch on, like leading into the game Saturday? Um, the the big thing for me is they got to fix the special teams. Yeah, hundred like, yeah. percent. That's that's a big thing for me. Like you can't go. What was it? Oh for four on a power play tonight? Uh, yeah, I think so. You can't go. You can't do that. And the penalty kill. Yeah, they gave up two goals. It's something you got to you fix there too. So, um, that's the big thing for me. You got to fix, and I think you got to find a way um, to to generate and drive the play. I mean, it's Boston, so they're not going to give you much. Um, but you got to you got to score on the opportunities they give you, uh, especially if the game goes to overtime again. Yeah, yeah, I agree with the. Oh, there we go. There he is. All right, Joe, what do you got? You got anything for us leading into Saturday? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he can it's like he connects and then as soon as you say ask him a question, he draw he draws a blank. He's like the ice skating right. Hey, Alex, what do you what do you got for Saturday? Uh so, yeah, I agree. The yeah. special teams thing has definitely got to get better. I'm going to be patient with the power play, though, because that's not something you can really yeah. – that's not something you could do kind of overnight. That's going to take a few games at a minimum. I mean, Mark Recchi is going to be doing something completely different than what they were doing last year with uh, Kowalski. So that's going to take time. Uh, penalty kill should come around a little quicker since it's still Elaine Nazardine running it. Um, I guess maybe that's just a personnel issue. You want to try to figure out who your top guys are there, but uh, yeah, special teams definitely got to get that in order sooner than later. I thought at even strength they were pretty decent after the first period tonight. Um, so if they can build off that on Saturday, and then like I said before, we'll see if uh, you know, they, they decide to go with a different some different defense pairs with Will Butcher instead of Matt Tennyson. Yeah, they they I'd say you, you got to play Butcher Saturday. I I if I'm a coach, I saw enough of Matt Tennyson tonight to, to realize, yeah, this ain't it and this ain't cutting it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I think we're all in 100%. agreement there. Hundred percent in agreement there. Um, how about before uh before we we go because um got to do some things um. If if anybody checked out the odds on Blackwood for Vesna plus twenty two hundred, uh, if he plays like this tonight, I might be throwing some money down on that. Oh, that sounds like a might as well plus twenty two hundred. Right? Yeah, that seems like a good bet if he's gonna play like yeah. that. Right? Yeah, exactly. I might have to do that. <laughs> Mackenzie Blackwood wins the Vesna. That means we went on a run. So I mean, we'll take yeah. it. <laughs> I'll take that exactly. any day. Do you guys did you guys notice though, like before we go, did you guys notice like I did not think Nikita Gusev looked good tonight at all? Yeah, I like is that no, just I me? don't think that's just you. I think No, he didn't he didn't have a great game. Uh, but again a lot of these guys hadn't played in ten months. So I'm gonna chalk it up to that, plus, you know, family and stuff. Um yeah, I mean, again, the, the best, the big thing coming in. A lot of people expect a breakout year, but again, it may he may have to adjust to the NHL game again because he only really had sixty plus games to do it, and he was and he finally turned it around right before the pause. That's when he was coming on, 
So it's basically like starting over again. Yeah, and I I think yeah. once I I've been preaching this in the preseason, but then obviously things changed with Brad's contract and Nico getting hurt. But I think Jesper and uh, Nico are really like the perfect line mates for him. So I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of struggled a little bit until those two guys get back. And I would hope they'd try that as a, a line combo uh, because I think it, that'd make for a really good first or second line. However, you know, Lindy Ruff wants to, I guess, divide up their ice time. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens there. But I, I agree. I didn't think he was great tonight, but you know, he just had like a he just had a kid recently. So I can imagine he's not getting too much sleep these days. And no. he's 10 months, you know, without hockey. So I wouldn't worry about it too much. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about, about it too much either. Before we uh, before we go, and I know this has nothing to do with like the Devils, but uh, Alex and Jim, if you guys get a minute, I just retweeted it on Twitter. You need to go watch this goal Connor McDavid just scored. Holy moly! I just saw the gif of it from NHL. Yeah, I just saw it. Holy cow! Oh, you got a hat to see it. Oh, oh, did. oh did yeah, you get a hat trick over. This... There's Joe. Yeah. I, I thought I heard him. I don't know what the hell is wrong with this Anchor app. Jesus. <laughs> oh, that's uh, – I mean, Joe, you came in at the worst time, buddy. We're just about to wrap it up. <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's trying to pull with someone else on me. Yeah. <laughs> Got to switch to Zoom. We'll – uh. We'll do another one. Oh, man, yeah, man we'll what a goal. It. Yeah, it was a nice goal. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll do another one of these um, potentially uh, probably Sunday because um, there's no way after 1 o'clock, like after that Devils game starts Saturday, Jake is officially out of business. He is on, like, shutdown mode watching football all day after that Devils game. <laughs> Yeah, are the Buffalo Bills playing that Saturday night? Yeah, they are. They play a quarter hour. All right, so yeah, you know, as a Bills fan, I'm sure you'll be getting ready for that game. He's gonna, he's gonna, yeah. he's gonna be watching his team lose to Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Oh, 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 okay, oh, okay, oh, okay. oh come on. <laughs> haters gonna hate you. No, haters gonna hate. I wouldn't. Hey, I wouldn't. No, I, hey, no. Go yeah. go take a look I, at my thing with my buddy Teddy. We talked about it. Ravens, hot team coming into playoffs. Won six straight. Bills defense didn't look that great against Indianapolis. I wouldn't be shocked. For the up- my, I wouldn't be shocked if there was an upset. No, I wouldn't be shocked either. If there's going to be an upset with him, that's well, Lamar Jackson already said he hates. He's never played in the snow, and he's not looking forward to it. Which I'm not sure why you would say that publicly. So yeah, I don't know why you would say that publicly. But that. yeah, we'll see. No. we'll see what happens. But all right, guys, I uh, appreciate you guys doing the our first uh, post game recap, and um, we'll do this again. Um, Maybe we'll recap the game Saturday afternoon after the Devils game before uh, before the football starts, and then we'll go from there if you guys are available. It'll be for Sunday. Yep, schedule. Sunday. <laughs>
All right, there you go. All right, Sunday. <laughs> there you go. Sunday it is. Sunday it is. Sunday it is. All right, guys. Uh, till next time on the Raising Hell and Jersey podcast. That's your recap for the Devils' first game of the season. Let's go, Devils. Until next time, let's go, Devils. Let's go, Devils. Let's go, Devils. Let's go Devils. Let's go Devils. <laughs>